Praise the Lord, it's chat time. Yes, praise the Lord, it's chat time once again. Now this week we will continue to discuss current events and scriptures. Praise the Lord. It's time for that little spot in our program where we ask you, did did you ever wonder where this phrase came from? Did you ever wonder? And, you know, people say blind leading the blind. Well, you're right. It came from the Bible especially since you, if you've been listening to our program for the last several weeks, you know that we're doing these little phrases. And it means it refers to a situation where people are lacking in skill or knowledge and are being led or guided by others who are equally inept. And, you know, you can find that a lot. You know, I've heard it a lot at work. <laughs> you know, somebody's telling us what to do. And, you know, after they get done telling us, we all get in a group and we say, boy, it's like the blind leading the blind. They don't know what they're talking about either, you know. Well, that came from Matthew chapter 15, verses 13 to 14. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. And that's where that came from. So um, the other little thing that we were doing is to talk about the meaning of numbers. Right, and And we've just briefly just sort of addressed them. I mean, we'll probably end up doing it in more detail, but just for a person to get the feel of the fact that that the Lord deals with numbers. And, of course, man, by being in flesh, takes the numbers and turns it into a sacrilegious thing. And next thing you know, you have people who worship numbers. You know, they're numerologists, but they, but they put their value, they put their trust in numbers, algorithms, uh, sequences, uh, you know, times and dates. And, and because of that, they leave off uh, following the Lord, and they end up going off in their own way. But the Lord always deals with numbers. Right, so we did number one and number two. <laughs> well, no joke intended. 
See what I'm saying? People turn things into something, you know, if it isn't numbers, it's, it's <laughs> I don't know, I'm speechless. <laughs> they even said that. All right, so the meaning of number three. The number three conveys the meaning of completeness, though to a lesser degree of number seven. It appears 467 times in the word. It derives its symbolism from the fact that it's the first of four spiritually perfect numerals, the others being 7, 10, and 12. The three righteous patriarchs before the flood were Abel, Enoch, and Noah. After the flood, there were three righteous fathers of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Later, what was his name renamed to? Israel. Yes. <laughs> so Jesus prayed three times in the Garden of Gethsemane before his arrest. He was placed on the cross at the third hour of the day and died at the ninth hour. There were three hours of darkness that covered the land while Jesus was suffering on the cross from the sixth hour to the ninth hour. And this is the number of the resurrection. Christ was dead for three full days and nights before being resurrected. I know that you Just said it's a, it's a type of number of completion, but it's also a number of agreement and a number of uh, a perfect witness as far as the, in the situation. I mean, where two or three are gathered, you can have two witnesses, but but if you have three, you know, as more, it's, it, that's probably where they got the uh, concept of being complete. But it's more thorough, and a a three-four chord is not easily broken. You know, so you can have. Yeah, a help, but if you have another helper besides just the two, he said it, that's even better. But it's it's like a perfect witness. So there were only three people that were allowed to ask God anything, according to this article, according to um, this uh, Bible uh, study. Um, that I'm looking through, and it says that that were they were Solomon, Ahaz, and Jesus. Huh? What, what Solomon do they mean by in First Kings chapter three verse five? Mm-hmm. Solomon, Ahaz, and Isaiah seven eleven, and in G- and Jesus in Psalm two verse nine. So they're saying what exactly? That no one else ever that, asked the Lord anything? I don't think so. I don't know what they mean by that statement. Maybe it's something. Well, we'll have to study this further and then get Because that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I'll have to read the scriptures, and I don't know if we're going to take time because, to read the scripture now. Right, because you have to realize that the Lord said, because it's a type of an agreement, he said there are three that bear record. You know, and that's in First John, in the fifth chapter, verses seven through nine. So yes, there's a lot to the to the number three, and but he lets you know that with us in our bodies, you know, our flesh, and the blood, our spirit, we agree in one. But the Lord, he says, we are one. That that it, they are one. There's not. God, the, you know, there's not God the Father, God the Son, 
like a separate God, God the Holy Spirit. God is the Father. God is the Son. God is the Holy Spirit. His Spirit, you know, it's the Spirit of the living God. He said, there's none above me. There's none beside me. There's none greater. There's none equal. So you can't say, well, they're all equal because God said, there is none that is equal to me. I'm, I alone, he said, am God. Well, anyway, moving on about our, uh, you know, last week we were talking about who is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And um, we had some questions at the end of the, the program. And I think we were talking about God speaking, you know, like the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when God is speaking to you, is it really the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. talking to you? Right, right because the, the Holy Spirit is God. It's the Spirit of the living God. And when God speaks to you, can other people hear him? I believe so. I mean, when now you sometimes, it depends on what the situation is. God will do... Whatever it takes. If he calls an ass to speak and to uh, rebuke or chastise his owner, if he, when he spoke to Paul, he said the people heard, they heard the, the voice of the Lord. I, I can't remember if they said they heard it and it was sounded like thunder or they just heard a voice and they didn't understand. But they heard the Lord speaking at the time. His name was Saul. They heard the Lord speaking to him. So depending on what the Lord has in store, what he is trying to accomplish, you may hear the Lord speak out and you may not, you know, if you're in the company of somebody who God is speaking to, or you can hear him, maybe the Lord is speaking to you and another person isn't aware of the fact that the Lord is speaking. It's, well, it's up to the Lord. In the Old Testament, they didn't have... Um... The Holy Spirit, then? They have the Holy Yeah. David said, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. They didn't have, they had a concept, uh, uh, yes, they understood that God was holy and that his spirit was holy. And that was one of David's biggest fear, was that the Lord would take his... But I guess, I guess what I'm thinking, and not in the sense that, that we say... We need to receive the baptism of right, the Holy Spirit that, right. in this day and age now, after Jesus was crucified and rose from the dead. Right. In that sense, it's different. Right, because that's, we're under grace. David understood his Holy Spirit, but as un, under law. Yes, I was reading with this um, that's kind of connected to this. They were saying, this one, guy, this one article was saying five ways God speaks to us. And they were saying, like, one way is through his still, small voice inside our hearts. Like, they gave an example in First Kings 19, the prophet Elijah encounters God through a still, small voice. This is the best way to describe God's voices, voice in our lives. God's voice is profoundly audible, though it isn't always distinguishable. By our physical ears. Said God doesn't have to speak loudly because he lives in our heart. He doesn't want to intimidate us. God is a master of communication and he speaks our language. When you pray, listen for a small, still voice inside your heart. That is the most loving voice you ever heard. That is God. Follow that voice. Right. Uh, Whether the Lord speaks in the small, still voice, where the Lord thunders, the Lord said his voice he, is in the thunder. Whether he, it depends on 
whatever it takes to reach you, that's what God will do. So a lot of times it, it's just, people call it your conscience. No. See, you know the difference between God's voice and your conscience. Because your conscience is you. And you know the difference between yourself. Yeah, but don't you feel guilty when you're doing something wrong? I mean, that's, you know, I mean, it's like, um, that's the Lord it's like something convicting you. Right. But that's your conscience. You're talking about the Lord's communicating with your conscience. God isn't your conscience. God speaks to your conscience. What about this one? Through open and closed doors, God knows his purpose and destiny for us, and he doesn't want us to get off track. He is protective and doesn't want us to be harmed. Therefore, he uses circumstances to open doors for us and close doors to us. Lord, open doors for me that no man can close and close door for me that no man can open until I'm standing in your perfect will for my life. Right, right. We can see the handiworks of God. We can see God moving. But they're talking about like a direct communication where, where like when Moses talked with God face to face. Like when Moses, um, that's twice that he went up for 40 days and 40 nights, you know, before the Lord. And so we have this connection with God. And though some people, they pray to the Lord, and yet they're thinking it's okay to pray to God and to talk to the Lord, but if the Lord talks back to you, they say something's wrong. Yeah, and then then they say this too, they said, God speaks to us through scripture. He said, all scripture is God's breath and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work, as it said in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. Okay. And then, then it says, to, you know, God speaks through gifted teachers whose source is the Bible. Where it says we people have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then your prophecy is in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Okay, so God speaks. The Lord will get your attention. Now, as far as having a conversation with the Lord, yes, you can. Will God answer you? Yes, he will. And I've been saying I've been many different ways that God answers. Yes, I mean, in signs and wonders, uh, like they're saying, through our tests, through our trials and circumstances, through examples, uh, through dreams, through visions. Yes, the Lord will communicate, but we're talking about when when you go to the Lord and you begin to seek the Lord and you begin to talk to the Lord, yes, the Lord will talk with you. And you don't have to wonder. God will make himself known. He will make himself plain. You won't have to guess it. You know, you, you, one thing you'll know for sure, you'll know that it's not you. Just like when the Lord calls Samuel and Samuel knew it wasn't him. He just, he didn't recognize that it was the Lord right away, but he definitely knew that it was not his mind. He knew that it was God. The same way when the Lord uh, 
Saul at the time, who later became Paul, when the Lord knocked him down and, and the bright light, he knew it wasn't him, you know, and when he asked, why, uh, you know, why are you persecuting me? Why? Why are you kicking against the prick? He knew that was God, you know, he knew it was the Lord. He knew it wasn't his conscience. It wasn't something that he was dreaming up in his mind. He knew this. So the Lord will make himself known unto you and you won't have to wonder whether or not it's the Lord. Well, so moving on from that subject until, moving on from that subject, how about a current event? Can you pause it? But the, well, if the Lord hasn't knocked you down, knocked on my it, head, or well, if the Lord hasn't done it, evidently you don't need it. So, so, I'm but sorry. I feel like I you need might it. feel like it. But the, when the, when you can identify with God's word, that's hearing. Just like when people think literal, like concrete. When the Lord says light, they're thinking you have to flip a switch to see a light. The Lord said anything that reveals that's light. Truth now I is can light. tell you just recently. I can tell you one time the Lord, and I have to say, I believe the Lord told me, but it wasn't an audible voice. It was in the middle of the night. And I've been just so, I don't know, confused lately or mixed up or overworked or I don't know what it is. And, and I've, I've been doing things wrong in my checkbook and I forget to write things down in my checkbook. And then one day I went and I looked to take a check out of the checkbook and I, I saw I didn't write down the previous check number and I had no clue what it was and I had no clue how much it was. And I'm panicking, you know, because I don't want to get an overdraft, you know. And I'm praying about this and praying about this and it really bothers me because I didn't do it in just one of my checkbooks. I did it in another checkbook I had and I couldn't believe it. And I... And it wakes me up in the middle of the night. And so one night I'm laying there and I just wake up out of a sound sleep. And then I'm just praying because that's all I can do is I just feel so, I don't know, overwhelmed sometimes. So I just pray and pray and pray. And then all of a sudden it came to me what I did, how much it was and who it was for. And Lord revealed and it I to you. And I couldn't believe it. It could only make me smile. Right. So I couldn't wait until the next morning or the morning to look at the checkbook and and then try to subtract that amount. And, and I'm looking for that particular thing that I wrote out the check to, and I couldn't find it in either checkbook, and I know it had to be that. Mm -hmm. And then finally just the other day it cleared and sure enough, so that was the time when the, I know the Lord talked to me and told me, mm -hmm. but is there something wrong with me for wanting to hear the Lord more often? Well, well you do through About his, everything. But you do through his word. See, that's, that's, where, that's where hearing is. When he says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, because there are people, he says, they have ears, 
So they hear the audible. They hear what people say. He said, but they're deaf. But they're deaf. They don't hear me. That's how I feel and, sometimes. You no, know, like when, you, when your heart identifies with the word of God, you're hearing him. And that's what he wanted people to see is you hear God through faith. And when the word of God comes alive in you, you are hearing him. When you look at something and you see the truth in it, that's light. That's, that's what light is. Light is a revealer. So truth is light because it reveals. And when you, when your faith latches on to God's word, that is hearing. That means spiritually you have received his word. Well, then maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe I need to ask the Lord to bless me to recognize when he's speaking to me. Well, you you know, maybe I don't recognize it. You recognize because it identifies maybe I'm with the so, word of God. Uh, consumed and overwhelmed by all the things that are bothering me that I don't really recognize it. You recognize it because if it doesn't fit with the word of God, you'll say, that doesn't sit right. That's not, that's not God. You will say, that's not the Lord. And that's how you know that you're hearing him. That's when he said, my sheep hear my voice and the strangers they won't follow. He's saying, when the enemy comes up with something that's contrary to the word of God, your spirit automatically says, I can't do that because God told me, God said, because you hear him. So that example that I gave in the middle of the night, was that the Holy Spirit talking to me? Or was that, I mean, God gave I mean, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, is it God talking to you or is it the Holy Spirit but the talking Holy Spirit to you? Is God. Is it, the Holy Spirit is God. God is the Holy Spirit. So the Lord is communicating with the person. He's revealing. He's letting the person see what the truth is. He gives us that unction. Giving you a revelation. Right. So that is God. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of the living God. Well, I don't know. Maybe I don't. Maybe I'm like, who was that? Elijah in in the mountains looking to hear something and but 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 see he knew that it wasn't in the wind it wasn't in uh, the he knew where it wasn't when he heard God's voice that small still voice he knew that it was the Lord just like when the Lord revealed to you what it was for or what the amount you knew that's what it was. Right. I knew okay. it right away. I knew exactly what I Right. So, the, so when the <clears throat> Lord answers our prayers, the way he deals with each individual is unique to, the, to that particular person. But does the Lord speak to us? Yes, he speaks to us through his word. How many times have you looked in the Bible and all of a sudden the scripture just comes, becomes, just comes alive? I know, but what, what, is there something wrong because you want the Lord to tell you things? I mean, I want him to tell me like... We're talking right now, uh -huh. every day, a uh -huh. hundred times a day. Uh -huh. You know, I I I want to hear something. But you, you have to you perceive it. Just like say, for instance, when I first got saved, I went on a fast, and I and I was in the attic because you know it was set aside. It was a private place to pray and meditate. And I'm standing at the window in the attic, and I'm saying, Lord, I want to hear your voice. Lord, I want to hear your <laughs> I voice. I say that a lot. Lord, I want to hear your voice. I want to hear it in the next two minutes. I said, oh, no, Lord, I, I, want, I, I, had, I looked at my watch. Lord, I want to hear your voice. My heart was beating so hard. 
that if the Lord had spoken, I think it would have fallen out of the window. <laughs> so I said, Lord, I'm so glad <laughs> that I didn't hear an audible voice while I was up there in the attic by myself saying, Lord, I want to hear your voice. What he does is he lets me know this is his will and this is his word and he, he leads you. And so you, you, you are led by the Holy Spirit. And, will, and if a person wants an audible voice, the Lord said he gives you the desires of your heart if it's his will, but I, mean, maybe but I don't not think audible, it accomplishes Maybe anything. not an audible voice, but maybe like, like in the middle of the night when it just came to me. Well, yeah, you want that to happen a whole all bunch? All the time. <laughs> yes, I do. But, but all you have and, to do is, is put yourself in God's word, and I declare for every situation that we have in this day and age, God's word covers every single one of them. And the Lord will begin to communicate with you in his word. So all you have to do is say, Lord, give me an understanding. Bless me, grant me wisdom. Bless me to hear you. Yeah, I just say all that. <laughs> I, I think too, um, it, we look at how TV does it and, you, and somebody would say something and God will just inaudible and say, um, I hear you. I hear what you are saying. I see what you are going through. And No, I don't want him to tell me he knows and understands what I'm going through because I already know that. Yeah, I was just saying for like an example, you know how we want, we want it to be like, uh, like in the natural. Some, I mean, some people want it like in the natural, like, 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 like we are not, we just talking, you, you hear, you hear us talking and you, and you, it's like you just side by side or you just face to face talking with one another. But, mm -hmm. uh, but he comes so in you, so many ways. You and, want more, uh, revelations. I do. You want more, well, God will grant you that. You want more revelations. You want more. I want more direction. I want more guidance. I want more wisdom. I want uh, more understanding. He said, want, "All you have to do, you don't have to, you don't have to mourn for it. You don't have to cry for it." He said, "All you have to do is ask. He will in no wise uh, d d despise or, or deny you that request because he wants his children to ask for wisdom and for understanding." I want more help. I want more direction. And he, I want well, to... that's what he wants you, and he will give it to you. All you have to do is. Align yourself with the word of God. That's all you have to do. And he'll make the word come alive in you. And you will know that it is God directing you. And you will know that it is God granting you these revelations. You will know it. And you don't have to worry whether or not he will do it. He said, if you ask of me bread, I will not give you a stone. If you ask of me fish, I will not give you a serpent. I'm not here to trick and you. And sometimes I feel like maybe I've done something to offend him. And that's why I don't really get a revelation. Maybe I don't get direction or guidance because he's not pleased with me. Well, no, you get direction and guidance. You, you get direction and guidance because you fall within his word, because you, you follow his word. So his, the Holy Ghost is guiding you in the word. Otherwise, you'd be outside of the word. You'd be outside of the Bible. You'd be of the world. You'd be doing what they do in the world. Your belief system would be it will be lodged in what the world is, is uh, lodged in. You will be thinking like the ungodly. You will be thinking like the uncircumcised. But the fact that you can live holy means that you are guided by the Holy Spirit and you are residing in his word. Otherwise, you will be easily deceived. 
Well, sometimes I think I am. Sometimes I feel like I am deceived or I don't use wisdom. Well, not using wisdom for certain things in the, in the natural is not the same as being blind spiritually. That, they're, they're two different things. There are decisions that we make in the natural that just somebody look at and say, like my mother looked at me one time and said, why do you do that? And she looked at me like that, like, that is so stupid, is what she was saying to me. But it's, it was a natural thing. But that's different from the spiritual. There are a whole bunch of people. Look at the person the Lord said, the prophet left his family in debt. He made a lot of dumb decisions. And, and the widow and, and, the, and his child were in debt. But he was still a prophet. He was still saved. There are a lot of things that we do in the natural that, that has nothing to do with our salvation. But it might have you eaten beans and, and, and cornbread for a while because that's all you can afford. Because there's some things that we do in the natural. And the Lord allows it. If, if we don't, uh, you know, uh, seek, because sometimes we think we just know. And so we, that's why he said, acknowledge me in all thy ways. He said, acknowledge me and I'll direct your path. And, and so now his word has gone out and it will accomplish what he set it out to do. And therefore, if he says, ask of me wisdom, that's exactly what he means. And said, he'll give it. He doesn't unbraid a person for that. And if he says that he will guide you and direct you, that's exactly what he'll do. Well, anyway, that's so much for the Holy Spirit. Now, what I had a question about, actually somebody sent this to me, is that how were people saved before Jesus died for our sins? Through faith. Faith was counted as righteousness. And I because, mean, so because after, after... Like David had a perfect heart towards the Lord. After Jesus died on the cross and rose... Now it's through grace, that same faith... Rose from the dead. Um, the same faith that we use now to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit had Jesus been there in David's time, that same faith would have... Uh, David would have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's the same faith. So the Lord says... Your faith is counted as righteousness. Therefore, your heart is dedicated to the Lord. Well, we'll have to continue this next week. Yes, praise the Lord and let everything that have breath praise the Lord. This week's verse of the day comes from John 15, 4 and 5. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, when Moses sent men to spy out the land of Canaan, what fruits did they bring back? And the answer was, is grapes, pomegranates, and figs. And that answer can be found in Numbers chapter 13, verse 23, which reads, And they came unto the brook of Eshcol, and cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes. And they bare it between two upon a staff. And they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs. This week's food for thought is, what is better than life? And 
Hint the Bible. Now that's food for thought.